It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. I'm Darwin Zook. Thanks for tuning in to MLB Extras Podcast, Padres Edition. Pleased to be joined by Padres reporter AJ Casavell. AJ, we appreciate the time, my friend. We spoke last week about Matt Stairs being let go as hitting coach, and now the team has yet another coaching vacancy. Mark McGuire informing the team he's stepping down in his role as bench coach. Was that kind of a mutual agreement where the Padres hoping to get McGuire back? And how close is the team to filling some of those coaching vacancies? Yeah, it's definitely a different scenario than the one they had with, with Stairs. Stairs, they, they let go. McGuire, I think, informed the team after the season that he'd, he'd really kind of be considering uh, his his place with the team i think he has he has some kids who are in high school kind of wants to watch his sons play baseball that's that's the that's the reasoning he gave and i think it comes down to uh it, it now comes down to uh do, do they want to kind of stay internal i think they're not very far from uh they're not very far from filling these vacancies and one name that i keep hearing is rod barajas the triple a manager i think uh the organization's really high on his his people skills and his baseball intellect uh, and he could kind of be a useful guy uh, to be to be Andy Green's right hand man. Mark McGuire is a guy that a lot of guys in that clubhouse really respected. I think everyone kind of knows him for his playing career. But one thing I, I learned from just being around him is uh, he, he kind of hated to talk about himself, and he loved to invest in other people and other in, in in the players. And so he's he's definitely a loss. But um, I, I don't know I, I don't know what his future plans are. Uh, for now, it seems like he's going to spend time with his family. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets back into coaching down the road. But, uh, yeah, it leaves the Padres with some vacancies that they need to fill. Absolutely, and certainly not vacancies right now in the starting rotation, but the team would love to go after some frontline starters, and we mentioned this before. But you need to have payroll flexibility in order to go after some of these big names. What is the payroll flexibility this team has going into 2019? Well, I think they, they definitely want starting pitching, and the question is how do they acquire it? Uh, the free agent market doesn't really have that that big-name guy that might be there for for several years like like the Padres want to contend. And so I think they're, they're, they'd be willing to spend on a starting pitcher if the right guy fits, but I don't know if 2019 is the season they want to contend, and a lot of these guys might be more short-term short-term options so uh it might be more realistic to expect them to look to trade for someone but uh if the right deal's out there for a starting pitcher i expect them to be involved just because that's clearly their biggest need talking with aj casavell padres reporter and a starting pitcher who underwent tommy john surgery at the age of 26 denelson lament any update on his status for next year and how he might fit into the rotation is it still a while till we see him back on the mound yeah, he's not going to be ready for opening day. I mean, obviously, he sustained the injury just before opening day in 2018, and that was a pretty crushing blow to the rotation. I think everyone kind of thought, even though he wasn't going to be the opening day starter, everyone kind of thought he had he had number, maybe not number one type stuff, but but at least front line type stuff. He was going to start game two. He probably would have been the best pitcher on the Padres last season. And so uh, a lot of the focus going into this offseason is about acquiring starting pitching. And I think what, what – kind of gets lost in that shuffle is uh, if, if Denelson Lamette's on schedule and all indications are that he is, he'll be back maybe June next season. He'll be, he'll be able to, 
uh, hopefully pitch four months for the Padres. So, so there's a, there's a spot in the rotation that the Padres are pretty optimistic about. And he's a hard, he's a hard worker. He's a guy who, who uh, I don't, I think he'll take this setback and, and be able to bounce back from it. Uh, so, so, in, in this rotation search, in theory, the Padres have five vacancies in their starting rotation because no one has solidified a job. Joey Lucchese, Eric Lauer are favorites. But I think come next June, they expect Nelson Lamette to be a part of that rotation. And another young pitcher that had Tommy John surgery within the organization, spent last year in the minor leagues and pitched well is Chris Paddock. Could, could he contend for a spot in the rotation next season? Yeah, I think a lot of fans are really looking forward to see what he can do in spring training. He's an interesting he's an interesting case because kind of no matter what happens, they're going to limit his innings. Uh, he's, he's coming off that Tommy John surgery. He didn't pitch a lot this year. When he did pitch, he was unbelievable. His strikeout-to-walk numbers are insane. Um, I think Chris Paddock makes the big leagues this year. I think the Padres take it slow with him, maybe maybe toward the second half, or or at least they look to limit his innings in the minor leagues. So he's not he might not be that impact innings eater kind of arm if and when he arrives this year. I think you, you look at another guy in the rotation in the in the minor league rotation mix, Logan Allen. He's probably a little bit closer. Chris Paddock's a guy who they're extremely high on. He's probably barring barring anything unforeseen. He's going to debut in 2019, but when he debuts, they're they're going to treat him a little bit with kid gloves because of how how far removed he is from that surgery. And AJ, talk about treating a young pitcher with kid gloves, especially coming off surgery, and just, just came into my head just now a little bit of a curveball. When you look at the postseason now and the way baseball's trending with a lot of starting pitchers, um, and it's not just the postseason, it's the regular season too. Pitchers sometimes going out four, five innings, six innings sounds like a complete game now with the way things are going. There's just not as many pitchers, starting pitchers, going seven, eight innings into games. Does that affect the way teams now go into the offseason organizationally in terms of how they approach looking at starting pitching? Does that mean that they would assemble more starting pitchers? Because maybe, you know, you don't have guys going longer in games. Or how does that work with the trend you see in baseball these days? I think the trend matches up pretty nicely with what the Padres are doing just because of how good their bullpen is. I mean, everyone wants to – the Yankees obviously had an unbelievable bullpen this year, and so did the Brewers. But uh, if you're judging exclusively by by Fangraph's war, the Padres were, were – second were second best and ahead of Milwaukee their bullpen was really really good this year and they have a lot of those arms are are maybe like two three inning type arms so one thing they're going to do in the rotation is they're going to take Matt Strom who's coming off surgery he's coming off knee surgery um uh in 2016 and they kind of babied him a little bit this year and they're going they're going to take him and they're gonna stretch him out and if he can be a five inning starter type maybe he's not an innings eater but we've seen that that guy if he's dominant for two times through the order that's an extremely useful guy and I keep that's one thing I keep coming back to as I watch this postseason just how well a guy like Matt Strom would fit in 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 the in the way these games are played and I, I really think the Padres like the makeup of some of their pitchers in their bullpen they need kind of the the workhorses at the front to to get them there they're obviously not <laughs> I, I mentioned the yankees and the brewers well the, the yankees and the brewers are, are much better teams around the bullpen than the padres are they don't put their bullpen in precarious situations like the like the padres did all season uh but i think when when the padres go out and look for starting pitching they, they do have that in the back of their mind that maybe it's not they don't need five workhorse types especially if you're gonna have a bullpen with guys like like matt strom and robert stock who've, who've shown that they can that they can work 
two, three innings in a game, go go through an order an entire time and, and still be a valuable piece who can pitch uh, two, three times a week and, and in those long bursts. Yeah, it's interesting to see the value those guys now have. Not that they didn't have value before, but with the way the game is trending in some ways, their value increases uh, moving forward. As we, as we wrap up here, AJ, I uh, want to ask you about some young hitters in the Padres system. Arizona Fall League, guy like Hudson Potts, number 23 prospect. He launched a two-run homer a couple nights ago. He got to double-A last year. Is he the type of player or who else that could have a shot at uh, making the big league roster next season? I think he's a little bit. He's a little ways away. He's still pretty young. Uh, the, the one thing I'll say about Hudson Potts is there are some some prospects in the organization um, are are more important than others, just based on the position they play. And if Hudson Potts can develop into a into a legit major league kind of weapon at third base, I don't think he's ever going to be a plus defender. But he but if he can be solid defensively at third, and if he can hit like the Padres hope he can, all of a sudden the infield is kind of is is kind of set. Because they, they have Fernando Tatis Jr. at shortstop. They have Luis Urias at second base. They have Eric Hosmer at first base. The question is, what do you do at third? And if, if, if Fernando Tatis is that option to move to third, then what do you do at short? They have, a, they have a clear vacancy at third base. And so right now they're experimenting with Christian Villanueva. They're experimenting with Will Myers there uh, a little bit. We still don't know what, what his future holds. Uh, but I think Hudson Potts is a guy to really keep an eye on just because he fills the void of us. I mean, there's, there's plenty of really good, exciting prospects in the Padres system. Buddy Reed's also playing in the fall league and he's done a lot of good things this year, but in terms of just positionally guys that are important to have them succeed, Hudson Potts is a guy to really keep an eye on. Absolutely. And we certainly will be keeping an eye on him and a lot of the other young players within the Padres organization. AJ, we appreciate the time as always, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. No doubt about it. AJ Castavell joining us on MLB Extras.